It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled Think Fruit. Our scripture reference today is John chapter 12, verses 20 through 36. As always, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Now, among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. After Jesus had said this, he departed and hid from them. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We obsess over goals. It's part of our ingrained market mindset. Without goals, we're not sure we can be productive. To be sure, in its place, ambition can be a helpful driver. It's good to know where we want to go while we figure out where we're going. But Christ never offers goal-oriented teaching. Productivity was not his mission. His desire was that we bear fruit. What does that mean? 
Think of fruit as the combined qualities and actions of our lives. As we seek devotion to Christ, our fruit reflects our experience with God. Or it does not, and that's the problem. Why don't we preoccupy ourselves with bearing fruit instead of setting goals? It's what the Lord expects of us. Pondering the fruit of our lives also helps us witness Spirit's transformation. John the Baptist understood this. His call was to bear fruit worthy of repentance. The Apostle Paul specifies what the fruit of the Spirit is in Galatians 5. He also offers a deep list of qualities of a Christian who understands God's grace in Romans 12. Read those passages and you'll see how much work spirit needs to do within us. I hope you'll also recognize it isn't merely work on you. The community of Christ, the church, must bear fruit as well. Loving your enemies, for example, isn't only a personal act. A group of people can live out or ignore such a calling the same way an individual can. And that leads us to consider another kind of fruit of our lives. We see it in how Jesus once answered a request. Many people shouted Hosanna as Jesus rode into Jerusalem. They were pilgrims who traveled to worship. Faithful Jewish people of God were there to honor the Lord. And there were other nationalities there too. John tells us that some Greeks wanted to see Jesus. As it turns out, we never hear if the Greeks got to see Jesus. Instead, the Lord interpreted their request as fruit of his ministry. It was a sign his time had come to be glorified. It's somewhat easy to evaluate, for example, if you're more patient than you used to be. Likewise, you can tell if you're less angry or more kind. That's fruit of the Spirit. But it can be more difficult to interpret how the fruit of your life impacts others around you. And that's what Jesus did. He took the request of the Greeks as an indication of how God was using him. And that's a tricky judgment for us to make. Does it mean we look for certain behaviors or actions from other people? If we do, do we risk missing how God might actually be working? And who decides what to expect from other people? It may be difficult to interpret the fruit of our ministry, but it is necessary. Thankfully, when it comes to the fruit of our lives, spirit is in control. Both the inner work and the outer consequences are God's movement. Still, maybe we should make it a goal to bear more fruit. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. 
And the easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.